We'd like to thank Montecito Bank and Trust for their generous support in making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. What do you have for us today? Hi, Patty. Well, this is kind of interesting. So I was sitting in my office this morning thinking, what am I going to do for Scam Squad today? What, what scam can I share with the folks today? And one of my colleagues here in the DA's office, Lee Carter, came by my door and said, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And I said, of course. Well, as it turns out, he has a senior relative who just got scammed, and he wanted to talk to me about it and possibly get some pointers. So I thought to myself, wow, this was a scam that I thought had sort of died down. It's what I call the utility scam. So I asked Lee if he would be kind enough to come on the show today and describe what happened to his relative. So here he is. Welcome, Lee. Thank you so much for coming on Scam Squad. And tell us, what happened? Thanks, Vicki. Approximately two weeks ago, I received a phone call from my niece, and my niece is on uh, a cell phone contract with my mother. And she had received a call from my mother asking if their bill was overdue because my mother had received a phone call from what she said was a very nice lady from Verizon Wireless telling her her bill was three months overdue. And if she didn't pay it immediately, her phone would be disconnected. So being the trusting soul, she said, well, I will go down to the Verizon store this morning and pay it. And she was informed, no, you can't do that. It's too far overdue. You have to pay it over the phone right now. Do you have a debit card or credit card? We could just take care of it right now and bill it to that card. So my mother got out her debit card read it to the nice woman over the phone, and the woman gave her a name and a phone number and an extension to that phone number. Uh, Just for the record, I did call that number. It was a number for Verizon Marketing. So had my mother actually called back, she would have been connected to Verizon, but no such person existed, nor did any such extension exist. But back to the scam. My mother gave her debit card number to the nice lady, and figuring that was going to take care of the problem and get their account current. And the lady said, oh, by the way, you also owe a late fee, a late fee and a processing fee for taking care of this payment. And my mother said, well, you can just bill it to the same card. The lady said, no, unfortunately, we cannot bill it to the same card. We need a different form of payment for that. My mother kindly gave her a credit card. Well, when my mother called my niece and said, hey, I didn't know our account was overdue, my niece called me. I immediately recognized this as a scam. And uh, fortunately, I am on my mother's bank account. So I managed to log on to her account and disable the debit card, but not before the scam artist had already rung up a $500 charge and it attempted a $400 charge. Uh, Fortunately, the $400 charge was declined, whether it was me turning off the debit card or the bank recognizing that the charge was not legitimate. The $400 charge didn't go through. 
and just for the humor of it, they tried to charge $400 at a Panda Express. Oh and I can't my. Imagine, I can't imagine how much food that would be at Panda Express. Oh, my. Uh, the charge they did get through, uh, they paid a bill. Uh, it showed up as a credit to an account somewhere in Colorado, uh, which was, was a clue. So anyway, I managed to get the debit card shut off and got a hold of Wells Fargo Security let them know that the card had been skimmed. I then, if this was my mother, I, I told my mother she had to go down to the bank and explain to them about the credit card so that they could cancel the credit card and reissue. So a long involved story, it took me quite a few hours to straighten this out and my mother going down to the bank. So that's why I came to Vicki to say, what else can I do? Wow. Well, I'm so glad that uh, you were there and recognized this so your mom wasn't taken any further and kind of made me chuckle calling her the nice lady, the scammer on the phone, because they can sound very, very nice, can't they? Unfortunately, she sounded very nice, gave her name and everything else, and was telling my mother she was doing her a favor by keeping her phone from getting shut off. The takeaway is, uh, one thing that I did learn that may or may not be of assistance is I asked my mother to go back down to the bank and I had asked her to develop a relationship with a gentleman at the bank, turn in her debit card and get issued an ATM card so she can go down to the bank and get cash out, but nobody can use that card to charge anything. So that was one thing that I did. Is that good advice, Vicki? Yes. I asked Lee what other precautions he was able to put in place. And, of course, he mentioned that his mother now has one person at the bank that she deals with who knows about his mother's account. And I think that's also an excellent suggestion. If you can find somebody at the bank that your senior can go to if she has any questions or any concerns. Lee and I came up with another possible safeguard, and I'll let Lee explain what that is. Thanks, Vicki. One thing that I recognized is being a trusting person, my mother answers the phone. And of course, she wants to be very helpful on the phone. So Vicki gave me some good advice that we'll put in place, which is we're going to put a little script next to her phone, and it'll say things such as, I don't do business over the telephone. Please put me on your do not call list. And if they ask for more, she can say, any business over the phone my son handles, and here's his telephone number. And she can give them my telephone number. So a good thing to do is to have somebody else assisting them with this, but give them something they can say to hang up on telemarketers. Right, because that generation just grew up in a different time where everyone could be so friendly to everyone else, but that's just not the case anymore. So I think that script is an excellent idea. I think it's fantastic. By giving her this script, she isn't necessarily being mean to anybody. She can still answer the phone, which she's going to do. Right. But once she recognizes that they're trying to get her to donate or do business over the phone, she'll have her script to read and be done with it. So, Patty, another thing that I asked Lee is if his mother had caller ID and, you know, if she could possibly not answer the phone unless she recognized the number. And he said, well, 
that would be a good idea, but my mom is going to answer the phone. Right, it so, sounds like she's going to answer the phone. So Exactly, yeah. Right. So that's not going to work, but that would be another suggestion that I would give others is to mm -hmm. put in place caller ID, and, and unless you recognize the number or the name, just simply don't pick up and you know have a message machine. So if you're concerned that it might be your doctor's office or someone like that calling, they can leave a message, and if you hear that it's somebody that you need to talk to, then you can go ahead and pick up. And the other thing that I was going to tell Lee to uh, advise his mother to do is to practice hanging up the phone because women of her generation have been taught to be so polite and you never hang up on anybody. But what I tell my seniors in this particular situation is to practice hanging up the phone. So after you finish saying to whoever is calling you, I do not do business over the phone, please put me on your do not call list, then immediately put the phone down. And trust me, that will be the hardest thing that they will have to learn how to do. But it's so important because a telemarketer will keep after the person and keep after the person until finally they get something out of them. And I just wanted to remind our listeners, I know in the past there have been people who have been scammed because the caller ID says they're the police department or says they're somewhere, but they're really not. So somehow that's also a scam, isn't it? Absolutely. These crooks now know how to spoof phone numbers. So if they say they're calling from the sheriff's department and you happen to look up the number on your caller ID, it might well be the sheriff's department. Mm -hmm. So it's good to definitely be aware of that. Well, gosh, this has been such great advice. I want to thank Lee for sharing this story. It's the real-life stories, I think, that we hear. And they're all real-life, Vicki. I know that you're working with people all the time. But we really understand how, how people, unfortunately, do get scammed by these treacherous scammers. So Absolutely. thank you both. Yes. Yes, and thank you, Lee, so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you so Bye. much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.